Hello everyone, this is your host Karen. Before you tune into this episode, I wanted to share some exciting news with you. As of November of 2020, we decided to rebrand her empire. This was not an easy process for us, but a much needed one. We are officially called Kaleidoscope. However, until episode 15, you will hear the intro to her empire. Tune into episode 16 to find out why we chose to rebrand. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, ladies. Welcome to my podcast, Her Empire, a podcast for women by women. This is your host, Karen. If this is your first time joining me, welcome. If you've come back, thank you for the immense support. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone. I have a special guest all the way from Belgium. Um, She is Italian. However, she has a story that has basically touched so many parts of the world. Um, She's been to Indonesia. She lived in Mexico for a while. Right now she's in Belgium. I believe she was in the US, if I'm not mistaken, also for a bit. But I'm not going to talk much about it. She is, I'm telling you, she is a boss. I mean, from the things that she has done, I'm just like, what? (laughs) How can you have done all of this in um, in your lifespan and like what 15 years where when you started your career i mean it's just it's fun it's intriguing and i think that this is going to be something where you're going to get really really inspired and um you're, you're gonna see that nothing is impossible i mean once she starts telling her story and you start seeing everything that she has done it's gonna be like if she can do all of this stuff in her life like why not so without further ado here is Barbara Feva. Ta-da! Here I am from the glorious country of the waffles and the chocolate <laughs> and the diamonds as well. But everybody knows us for the chocolate. So tell us, tell, tell me a little bit, like, share us a bit about your story. How did everything start? So as my blog name would suggest, I'm a wandering cloud because I wander from not only from town to town, but I'm like basically homeless since I was 19 because I kept on going there and there and there. And um, I started my story in Milan. I wanted to be independent. I was 19 and actually 18. I wanted to be independent. So I got, I got my first job as a DJ. I knew already how to spin uh, records because my dad had a discotheque back then and I grew up among DJs so you know I was what I can do like what I can learn in when I was going there in the afternoon to see my dad at his office on time kids do that <laughs> and I learned how to spin records you know normal kids they learn how to count how to write letters no I learned how to spin records so I said to my dad that I want to be a DJ a professional one my dad uh, his reaction was very equilibrated, I must say. He threw me out from the house with all my stuff. <laughs> In trash bags. I still remember there were the, the, he used also, uh, there were yellow trash bags. I still remember it. Because it was either you live under my roof and you respect my rules. And here I'm already high rolling. 
before you go out. So I grabbed my bags of vinyl and my headphones that he bought me, but like he bought me my DJ headphones and still it was like go out. And I went out and I went, I rented my own place. I started working also as a waitress because I didn't want people to know my surname as a DJ. I wanted to be known for my capacities and not because I was the daughter of. Also because my dad back then was the president of some discotheque association in Italy. And then from there, photographer noticed me on the deck of one night that I was performing and he asked me if I wanted to do a photo shooting. I was 19 and I said, yeah, why not? So that's when I started also modeling. I could like balance the two things because, you know, it was like two independent jobs. Like I could say, okay, I'm gonna take this job and I'm gonna rest that day. And like I could easily administrate myself. I've been working as a model for the past 15 years. So like that was a lot, I'm 34. I decided to retire uh, a year ago, more or less, because I was tired. Actually, I wasn't already having like the thrill of, oh yeah, I'm going to do a photo shooting. It was already every day the same thing. So I was like, okay next chapter of my life because I think that especially in arts so photography writing if you don't have the sparkle anymore if you get stuck and obviously also if you're like over the age that you know I was doing alternative modeling so uh, like competing with 20 years old girls <laughs> like okay no no I retired uh, that was last year let's go back uh, to Italy of course, I knew how to use a microphone and in the meanwhile, I got the chance to get in touch with a freestyle motocross team and I wanted to be their vocalist because they had a man and I suggest them, why don't you let me try because I know the tricks, I have a culture in it. They closed the door in front of my face. Actually, they slam it. That, that's <laughs> most correct. That's more likely. They just say that's not a job for a woman. Okay, people remember this because this is gonna get very entertaining in a few moments more. And I was like, okay, perfect. I was 27 when I decided to leave Italy. I've been touring in the meanwhile a lot in Europe. I've been spinning records in Ibiza, in Madrid, in Berlin, in the Eastern Europe. So, you know, I was already like, okay, I like this. Like, I like to travel. I arrived to the point that I was like, I don't want to live anymore here. Like, I want to see more of the world. I like to travel, so let's do this. I packed my things and uh, I decided to spend a year with my mom. My parents are separated, so I refer to mother to my mom in Czech Republic and to mom to the new wife of my dad because she's actually the one that raised me. Yeah. And, yes, that's it. That's just that it is since I was like 11, she, she raised me. Spent a, almost a year in Czech Republic. I got a degree in Czech because either, like I am, I have a double nationality, but if you want to work and you want to show that you're have, like, have a modern language, like, you know, you have to show it on paper. So that's what I did. I got my degree in Czech, which was like 83 or 86 or 100, something like that. So it was pretty decent. 
I, I was study when I was 19 before going uh, going to be a DJ thing. I was uh, studying uh, public relations and advertisement in Italy in uh, the university. But let's state it clear. <laughs> I, I was the kind of student that that my parents were being called and yeah, your daughter is smart, but she doesn't apply herself. <laughs> you were too creative to be stuck on the books. No, the thing is that I, like I am on the autistic spectrum. It was not that I didn't want to apply myself. It's that, that <laughs> I am on the autistic spectrum. So I have my special interest in and basically math and like being stuck on hours doing the same thing was not that I, something that I didn't want to do, that was the problem. I, I got my degree and then I was like, you know what? I want to go to Los Angeles and do the work for myself because I already visited the United States a few years for this. It was 2011, the first time that I came and I visited New York and Las Vegas, but my dream was always Los Angeles. No offense for the New Yorker girl I'm <laughs> looking at on my screen. But I wanted, I wanted to be a able different ball game. to sing. I don't want to wait. Well, you know, no, that where were there? I don't think there were. No, that was the OC that they were in California. <laughs> I was thinking the the thing from Dozen Creek. The, where were they? Like in Maryland, somewhere. So, <laughs> I wanted to go to Los Angeles. So I packed my things on the March of 2014. I live for Los Angeles. I live for three months in Los Angeles. I liked it, but I was only clicking with people from Latin America, probably because I'm Italian, but I'm not kidding. Like all of my friends were either Mexicans, Puerto Rican, Cuban, and it was all like Argentina. Like I was like, what am I doing like in a country? Like I can go more in the South and make more friends. You're attracted to the Latinos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but people like they get don't always get it but actually Italians are Latins as well we, we were like the you know the origin <laughs> of all of the Latin countries like we, we were like the first to, to talk the language so but by the way from Los Angeles I went to Mexico City because a friend of mine uh, she's a big big brain she's an ex-engineer from Lamborghini she has been uh, projecting Aventador engine so she's like out of my legs like i'm here all proud to be able to edit the photo with lightroom and then here she comes like playing a whole supercar exotic car i'm like yep yeah, my friends are cooler than me <laughs> yeah. yeah she would be the one with the cool bike around with the fluffy things and everything she invited me over and she said why don't you come here for six months and then you see if you like mexico and the mexicans and uh and meanwhile you can learn spanish like let's go learn spanish in mexico because at the university i was studying spanish but i couldn't get it <laughs> i was in mexico three months i was already talking almost perfect spanish like writing texting bad words different ball game yeah also vulgar things <laughs> i bet that's the first you learned <laughs> because there's a prequel to this thing in mexico in 2013, in Italy, I am a motorcycle rider. I've been featured uh, not so long ago from uh, Harley Davidson, Canada, from Calgary, in an interview dedicated to the International uh, Women's Riding Day. And uh, yes, 
and in 2013 in Italy I was working for motor circus. So there are just kind of circus where there are no animals, there are just bikes and motorcycles and cars and trucks and so So yes, I do know how to drift and uh, all you were doing things. Stunts. Yes, I'm a stunt woman. That's amazing. I yes. can barely get on the back of my boyfriend's bike. <laughs> you tell me with my day, he's a vice award champion. Like. <laughs> but we're getting there, we're getting there. So I arrived to Mexico and immediately I got my papers because they saw that I had like qualities that I could actually work there like without having to come back on the street. So they were like, okay, we're gonna give you your residency. They gave me my residency and I started working immediately for uh, TV series, acting. Obviously it was just in the beginning mimicking because I couldn't like express myself without an accent. <laughs> then I became a cabrona. That's, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, and as one uh, TV series producer, he said, you're, Barbara, you're already more Mexican than the Mexican themselves. <laughs> so I worked like my acting career started actually in Los Angeles with a movie there and a thriller movie. And it goes on in uh, in Mexico. It went very well. Like I still got a few few weeks ago a message asking me if I was coming back like no because they wanted to feed me in a TV series where they needed an Italian actress and I said unfortunately not because I renounced to my residency there to come back here. I've been working for four years on TV for Telemundo. I've been acting in a couple of movies, comedies. I've been doing a lot but a lot of stunt shows all across Mexico that gave me the chance of traveling all over. I've been in Leon, Monterrey, Cancun, Acapulco, Manzanillo, Tijuana. And then suddenly, when I start to, to speak a decent Spanish, one day I was invited to uh, the biggest event of Latin America, which is X-Pilot. It is the biggest competition for freestyle motocross. Here we go back, people, if you remember when I told you that the Italians slammed the door on my face. And I didn't know, but I had the owner right few steps behind me and I was commenting with a rider the tricks. So I was saying, oh, this, this was a nice Cordova, that was a nice Superman. And I was, and he called me in the office. I was like, shit, <laughs> what I, I don't know, but if he looked like me, it wasn't me. It was my evil sister, like it wasn't me. No, he wanted to offer me a spot in the show permanent as the announcer. Huh. So that was me in 2016 with two years of life in uh, actually one year and a half in Mexico with my Spanish that was good but still like you know it's something is talking with people in the street another thing is talking on a microphone in front of 40,000 people in the stadium but <laughs> that's a little bit different like that would be probably freak out even in your like in your language. Even in your own native language. Yeah, it's like, like no, that, that. <laughs> that's when I became the official announcer for X Pilots by Monster Energy. So that's when a lot of things changed because those people from Italy, they saw my my triumph over there, and they decided to hire a girl to be their announcer. Uh, so like, how funny is that? Can see can see my 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 facial expression and I'm like yep 
mm-hmm, I told you that. Mm-hmm, you didn't want me because it was not a job for a woman. But yes, yeah. And they also came to me to tell me, hey, when are you going to invite us to perform at the X-Pilot? And I say, mm, sir, but you don't have the level. It's not a show for you. <laughs> karma, that's right. That's karma. That's karma like bam, bam. <laughs> you took it. How much? Three, uh, three years, three year and a half to be last back. But like, you know, Karma always like make half of the world and then bang, start uh, working with them. And obviously my fame uh, grown. That was my life in Mexico. I was acting, I was still modeling a bit, but not already so much because acting is exhausting. Like people think that you just arrive on the set and you memorize three stuff and you go. No, you have to be there maybe at 4 a.m. and you go home at 11.30 or sometimes you just go 24 hours straight. Wow. And yeah, I was, sometimes I was just sleeping there under like, you know, <laughs> you just like find like a corner. I gotta say this is gonna be my bed for the next 10 minutes. Like it's hard. Like acting is, uh, is oh, you have to give it all for sure. In the meanwhile, yeah, I was a uh, sponsored athlete. Alpine Stars Mexico, which I will always be grateful to. Uh, Sergio Garcia, who was brand manager back then, he chose me as an ambassador because he told me, you know what, here in Mexico, we need women like you to push women to go for it and uh, to show the men that they can ride bicycles and they can ride BMX, they can ride enduro, they can ride motocross, whatever thing they want. And I said, yeah, of course. I was riding back then a 600cc, uh, a Honda. Okay. So it's a sport bike for those that are wondering what it is. And it was set for uh, stunts, which means that it's basically a sport bike, like the one that you see on Valentino Rossi, just that it has a lot of pieces less, like those plastics that can get broken, a rib cage, which is a protection for the bike. So you can go maybe stalk stalking me like a little bit on the web so you can see how was my bike before my ex stole it from me oh what yes i had a lovely yeah about uh, let's go talking about a brief story about my ex ladies like never ever ever mix your money with the one of your partner unless he's a very good person so i had was in mexico this was the first guy that i met he told me I'm a single dad. I'm 36. Remi- try to remember all of this. I'm 36. My son, he lives with his mother. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I don't have any problem in like dating you because like my dad also was a single dad and he had me. And short, long story, uh, the guy, he stayed with me three years and a half, almost four. And almost for all my timing in Mexico to come up that his family was having his back in telling me not the truth because actually the cabron was married still and he was living with her that he was living with the kid who was not a poor eight years old boy but he was instead a 14 years old who wasn't giving a damn in the world of his parents and the parents were basically having his back because he was doing shows with me so it was actually earning money from me. Now, my money. Thanks. My money were supposed to be deposited for an apartment that he also showed me. Like, this guy took me to see an apartment and he said, this is our apartment. 
Now, I don't know how he got the keys from this place and I, I don't remember, like, I don't know. Probably he was a friend that he has, I, I don't know, but he was a mastermind in it. Like, you know. Manipulating. Manipula he's a manipulator, he's an emotional manipulator. Once we were in a hotel in Acapulco and they got me, we were there for doing a show. I convinced him to do a show for the kids of the Crit. Crit is uh, the Teleton Institute in Mexico, which take care of uh, of kids that are in need of. I am epileptic on top of being autistic spectrum. Like, hey, <laughs> so and you're I, still and you're still managing to all, to do all of this stuff. Yes, I'm like functioning. Amazing. That's yeah, okay. just, that's one that I just have my schedule. Like I can do everything. Indeed, I have posted on my computer. I have like things here under it. Like I have really like tick tick tick. If if something like falls off, I may start like to you know to not panic, but like going out of the rails. But still, like I can manage myself. I'm a high functioning, so this is still great. Also, like autistic people. At one point, they learn how to do masking, so that's also why you say that autistic people tend to imitate. Uh, for example, they are with a group of people and they tend to imitate their behaviors. That's why, like, people sometimes is not so, you know, so bright that a person is autistic because, it's like, we learn to fit, just like a plant. <laughs> you fit like, I'm here, <laughs> I'm decorative, <laughs> don't bother about me, but yeah. That's amazing. It's funny that you bring that up because I just recorded an episode with a mom who has not one, but two autistic kids. And um, she's like, she's obviously right now she's an advocate for um, kids with autism and people with autism to show that you can do anything. So this is just a validation that no matter what it is, like you can actually do anything you set your mind to. Yeah, look, you just... Look at everything you've done, you it's know? It's just like with epilepsy. Like, I was told that when I was a teenager, no, you can't go riding bikes. You can go this and that. And watch me in 2019, I did a tandem backflip on a motocross bike 12 meters up in the air. <laughs> there are photos of this, and I swear they're not Photoshopped. That is amazing. Yes, my dad was like, that's not why I told you how to go on a motorcycle, but yes, it's already done, so I guess I can say anything about it. I didn't say anything to my parents <laughs> until I did it, because I was like, they're gonna probably like put themselves on the ramp, <laughs> like you have to run over me if you want to do this, but <laughs> I was also with the, like an, uh, uh, an European champion doing this, so I was pretty much that I, I was going to be safe. Uh, ah, the Mexican, as <laughs> I have to censorship myself so I can say, well, you can so, say, you can say, this is wrong and So, um, El Cabron, let's call it. <laughs> so basically, this guy was actually having his family, having his back, because he was getting money from me. So after, and suddenly I got in touch with the sister. The sister is completely another thing. Like, her name is Cynthia, and nowadays she's still one of my best friends. Like, she has been taking care of me basically since we met her. Up until today, she still check on me. Like, she's like the older sister that I never had. And at one point, she was like, but are you fine with the situation of my brother? And I was like, that he's separated with 
what Hitler say. Yes, say what separate is not separate. So she was the one. She opened said, your eyes. Yeah, she opened. She say I can't believe that my parents hold back this from you because they know how much you care about him and this is not fair to you. Like you are too young to spend your life behind someone like here. And she was shocked. She was shocked. I was I was out. How <laughs> like I stopped functioning here, leave me alone. I like was standby like the high max when you say stop in prison the high max is just like leave me here. So obviously I kicked him down the curb and by choose first I told him let's make these things right. Obviously I'm not gonna in like interfere with your ah yeah in the meanwhile the wife of him was getting that shit crazy on me like coming to stalk me and I was like hey your ex-wife is here but I still didn't know back then I just, then I got it I mean I feel so so sorry for her but like you know when you have him telling I'm not with her his parents told him telling you no he's not with her like and suddenly she's crazy like okay she's crazy for real no she was not crazy she was the one right you guys are both victim of their games yes actually i think that that's the definition i tried to talk once with her but she ran away she came up to me actually with a with the kind of tension of probably punching me but then i stand up because i was sitting on a chair i was like can we talk and when she saw that i was like 20 centimeters taller than her and fit because you can imagine if i lift a sport bike doing a wheelie like i'm kind of strong yeah she just <laughs> ran away and she closed herself in the car and i was like i just wanted to <laughs> I still I my name is not Hannibal the cannibal by the way I don't hate people like, in case you I hate tacos not people yeah I told him let's leave this for the peace okay I'm gonna throw away f- almost four years of my life but at least please uh, give me the papers of the bike that he told me this is your bike because you already paid it to me with all the shows that you did and uh, the money are already going to pay the apartment to say please give me the papers of the bike and his words was hasta te la crees hasta te la crees is yeah your face also you believe that that's the translation so basically he left me without a bike to do the shows which was my job he stole all the money and he actually also had the face to come to tell me i spend the money coming from your parts of the show to buy myself a van to buy my wife a car and brands clothes for my kid que descarado que descarado hijo de la chingada <laughs> people are gonna say but those italians like like she went to mexico to to learn all of this but yes that's the definition so Patan. That's how you call them in Mexico. Mexico. Patan. When when the girls, when someone tells you about a guy that you like, es un patan. Please stay away from that run. guy because run. of course he's gonna run for your life because that guy is gonna have a family or is gonna have other 20 girls getting apendejadas for him. Like don't do that. Like stay away. Yeah, but he was also like you know the first person that I met there and uh, I wasn't able to. He was talking to me in broken English, I was talking broken Spanish, so that was it, but period. I got my 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 timing off, I'm single and powerful. I got to announce with Monster Energy the World Championship in Nixapa, 
that was amazing like getting paid to be on the beach Thanks. surrounded by amazing athletes and their girlfriends we are all amazing people you know like uh, people that are with surf and jet skis they are very funny and very so the, the those people were my therapy like they were my therapy and i was with my best friend who is uh, Dalian Miranda Sanchez, who's uh, the second uh, official announcer of uh, X-Pilots. We met them there and uh, we became best friends because we spent a lot of time together, you know, like literally flying together, getting airport together and uh, getting interviewed together. And we also did this one. And then, uh, of course, Tijuana, which is my casa. Uh, I love Tijuana. <laughs> And I love the lobsters in Puerto Nuevo. People, like, if you have the chance to go to Puerto Nuevo, to go in Baja California, please go to the Puerto Nuevo lobsters and eat as much as you can. Like, that was amazing. That was, like, the food of my life. And I still miss those lobsters. <laughs> I was doing shows and everything. And then, randomly, a guy that I added, randomly also, on Facebook, whose name is William van den Pute from Belgium. And now people are like, ha ah, that's why she's in Belgium. Yes, <laughs> it's 2018. He wrote something about freestyle motocross and on Facebook. And all the girls were like licking uh, his feet. And yes, of course, you're right. And I just came out of nowhere from a Mexican reign of terror. And I said, you know what? I think that you are, are malagradecido, you are not. You should be grateful. You're ungrateful right grateful. now. Yeah. And you should be grateful for the life that you're living because you're living like a rock star. You go here and there, here and there, and you're getting paid thousand, like what a normal person would earn in a month. Okay, you risk your life, but you're, you're, doing, you're living your dream. Like this is your dream and you're living it. How many people would love to do that? And they can't, as much as me. Like I would never, like I got crashed and I almost died with my stunt bike, but I would do that over and over again because that's my life, that's my passion. Awesome, Skin, bones, I still have this pinky that sometimes it gets <laughs> a little bit, like now that it hurts, like... <laughs> he was slashed by the fact that a woman... Put him in his place. Yeah, I put it back in his place. And uh, that's because Italians can never mind their business. <laughs> like, I got on a random... Like, you know, wall of a person that I'm randomly at, like, on my contacts just because he was doing freestyle motocross and that's my job, so. Actually, we added each other because I was like, okay, I'm gonna add him because you never know, maybe one day he's gonna be at the expired, at least I know him and I know what he's doing and I'm gonna be updated on who he is. Oh, who he is, yeah. So, this guy started to text me in private. The texting were like 24 hours on 7 on 7, like almost borderline to stalking. <laughs> but he's a Scorpio, so it's fine. Yeah, he, he can be pretty intense sometimes. <laughs> I'm a Pisces, so it's okay. Like, I'm like, eh, I'm here like with candles. Like, I'm, I'm happy with candles and the cheese and, you know, Pisces shit. And we start talking and talking and talking up until the owner of X-Pilot told me, Barbara, but are you in touch with William Vandenfoot? I was like, nosing much into my business or what? <laughs> Because he was seeing like the the comments that this guy was leaving me and he was like very like I'm already in love with you and stuff like that. I was like <laughs> You were like run. That was, that was fast. Like what <laughs> So results that William had to go to compete again because 
I knew it, but he's a, a vice world champion in freestyle motocross, nothing less. And he had to go compete in Utah uh, 2018 for the world championship, the Nitro War Games. So he told me, you know what? I'm here in Spain, I'm bored. He got to work like in a, some French circus for a while like always with motors and say I have to go to Utah so I can come to Mexico City and then go to Utah so we can I can date you properly or like <laughs> okay I want to see that so my boyfriend he's batshit crazy and he actually did that but not only he came to Mexico 20 days after that he started texting me <laughs> he went to compete and he got also himself invited so the X pilots. So I actually had my basically new boyfriend that I was just getting to know, like competing in a show where I was the the announcer, and that was crazy because like yeah, like the other announcer were making bullying to me, <laughs> <laughs> and were making like Mexican jokes that I'm not gonna repeat here, but they were. <laughs> Like, let's see that X-rated. I was like, yep, thank you. There are 40,000 people. We're not like in front of four beers at the pub. Oh, like, like, they were on mic saying the jokes? Yes, of course. I got <laughs> bullied like on TV in Tijuana. I got bullied on the stadium. But that, yeah, that's what you get for working uh, in uh, a field that uh, basically is made... Dominated by men. Dominated by men. Yeah, I'm basically one of the guys now. I'm just missing a little bit of bird, but I'm already growing my stage. <laughs> <laughs> so, he had the genius capacity of crashing during the show in front of me and he almost like took me off with the bike because the bike got rotating and I was there with the microphone and suddenly I saw the bike I was like nope and I jumped away and I saw him on the ground and I had all the people looking at me and I was like yeah despacito so I was like <laughs> I don't know what kicked in me, but it was like correct focus, focus because this is not the time for a meltdown. Leave your autistic shit out of here right now because you have a whole stadium. Like I got like a huge capacity now. Like looking back at the first time that I got my microphone in Tijuana back in 2016 to 2018, that's when happened this. That was amazing because the first time I was waiting for the lights to go up. Like I was already on stage. And I was, I swear, I was crying because I was like, there are 40,000 people watching me here and it's the first time that I'm doing this for real. So I was actually crying and the first thing that I said on the microphone in Tijuana is that I was asking forgiveness for my creepy and shitty Spanish, but that I was going to do the best that I could. <laughs> but people, like, they love me, they all started laughing and I was like, that's not a joke. <laughs> that's not a joke, I swear, that's not a joke. <laughs> but I also slept like on the stage in front of the, that year, 2016. Yeah, I got my foot on the... on the... Oh, you slipped on the stage? Yes, and I got all the way down with my ass. Oh my I burned my ass, I got a burn like this on my ass. Oh and my God. it just went silent. Like, the whole stadium was looking at me and I was also on the big screen and I just stopped there like I was like you saw so many concerts of Pink what would Pink do <laughs> she's one of my heroes and I just stay there and I say I'm not gonna repeat this trick so if someone please can send me the video in slow motion of what just happened 
to my email. I would be grateful forever because I want to post this on my social media. I, I want to go viral. <laughs> I want to go viral because I slept on my first big event. Like, I gotta go look for it. <laughs> yeah, Simon Cowell would be like, still, I managed to. But yeah, people were laughing then. I was like, yeah, save this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy managed to 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 actually crash really hard, and he just stands up like something and he walks away and I was like this but see and you just walk away like that like paramedics came running and you were like no no don't worry I'm okay and I was like dude I got myself an Iron Man like at what point like he's gonna lift himself in the air and flying around like with an armature that's when you were like that's it he has my heart that's it yes I say he can handle my 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 craziness Like, if he can handle a crash like that, then just walk away from that. He can handle me around the world. And uh, my boyfriend is one of the most patient people in the world. Like, he's never mad, at least. Sometimes he gets mad, but I'm just like giving him the Italian grandmother's look. Like, (laughs) the one that you freeze when you saw your grandma doing that, your nonna doing that, you're like, don't breathe. Throw yourself on the ground and play the dead. Like, don't, don't breathe, don't move. Poor guy, he's probably like, shit. Like, yes. walk away now while I can. <laughs> no, you don't even walk away. You just freeze and you're like, pretending you're not there. Like, you should, you're like a plant. When you're not not do that, you're like, uh-uh. Nope, don't move. It's like the Italian version of the chancla. Oh my God. <laughs> I know a lot of Latina girls are gonna start laughing because like, we are all terrorized by the chancla. The chancla y el palo de la escoba, the broomstick. Exactly, like the broomstick and the flip-flop. And actually, they hurt. So, yeah, uh, we got together and then randomly he decided to not to go back to Spain anymore, but to stay in Mexico with me. And then the rest is history. Is The rest is history. And then uh, after, where was it? It was August. And then in uh, at the end of October, I was contacted by he told me that he had to go to indonesia to perform to some shows but the owner of the shows of the supercross told me barbara i know that you're uh, an announcer would you like to mc the supercross indonesia for uh, uh, kretendeng which is basically red bull kretendeng is the hyper version of red bull the original short story for everybody makes a little bit of culture in the meanwhile <laughs> yeah, he asked me if I could MC in English the show, and I was like, yes, why not? So let's go from Mexico to Indonesia. That's amazing. So the trip was patchy crazy because we got from Mexico City to Amsterdam, where obviously I made the whole trip with a broken seat, like my seat couldn't recline <laughs> for his life. So basically I was stuck like this, like, that's horrible. That that, that's, horrible. Uh, I arrived. I arrived. I think that in between, among my stories on Instagram, between those saved, like in Indonesia chapter, there is still the story where I basically insulted the airline for doing that. And <laughs> uh, yes, I was terrible. Like if I don't sleep, then I uh, you don't want to deal with me. Well, if I don't sleep, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't deal well with the sleep deprivation especially from airlines. And uh, we arrived and I got to meet my parents-in-law for the first time. And I had the random idea of making my hair blue before <laughs> leaving. 
So that was the first idea of them, like the first idea of me that they got from me. They must have been just crazy chick. Yes, but I was with her son, so I'm pretty sure that they know that I'm not completely insane <laughs> on that side. <laughs> it's a lot of guts like to stay with someone who from flip flippy flops in the hair. So yeah, from Amsterdam we stayed there seven hours and then we got to drink a beer with them and with their dog, Thor, who yeah, he already passed away but he didn't love me at all. Like the dogs that they have now, they rescued uh, two Jack Russells and they love me. But uh, my mother-in-law, who's living now with her car, go to see our other pets, which are chickens and goats. I'm uh, already a country girl. Like they got, they had uh, this uh, Jack Russell, and I remember that he hated me. Like he was like, you know, I wanted to, wanted probably to eat my hand, and I was like, nope, that's that's messy because I was like. Hopefully she's not gonna get influenced by her dog hating me. I love dogs, I love all the animals. Like I adopted two cats and I made 27 hours of flights instead of 13 just to take them back with me, like without leaving them in the cargo area, you know. I just literally had my cats there for 27 hours on the plane uh, that took us back uh, when we relocated back. Yeah, we got to, to do Mexico, Turkey, to Belgium with the cats outside. Wow. Yes, <laughs> and the uh, mini mini, who's the youngest one, she was five months old, so she was like, I need to pee, and she pee like on top of our neighbor, who <laughs> luckily was a cat lover, so it was like, don't worry, she's a kitty, so I understand that she doesn't control herself very well. So, yeah, we went to Indonesia, we spent there a month and a half. So, like, even, like, easy things. Like, it just moved to Indonesia for a month and a half. We kept on doing shows here and there, and then we got again to go to Indonesia in uh, 2019. But this time they asked me to MC the MXGP. Now, the MXGP is the international, the motocross Grand Prix, which is basically the World Championship for motocross. So... I, of course, I told my parents, watch the TV, you can see me in Indonesia. They didn't show me like on TV, but you know, they, they could hear a little bit my voice. So yeah. they knew that I wasn't like lying and there are photos and videos of me with the microphone there. So I got to do another three weeks there. And then again, uh, I did my shows in Tijuana and that's it. And then uh, uh, unfortunately, we had to relocate back to Europe because so basically our papers didn't come out uh, for external reasons and uh, uh, we decided to relocate back to Europe and that's when we moved here and that's that's it that's the story so you went you got back now you're in Belgium but you your experiences I mean you dominated a industry that was dominated by men and you took over I mean, that's amazing to say the least. Talk about women empowerment there, you know? And you you did so much. I mean, you just went with it. And I, I love that because see, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, I want to go to Turkey and I would just want to move. And then I'm just like, I start thinking, I was like, well, does it change? And like, I don't know. And like, I'm scared. So it is amazing to see that. Look, from the beginning of the year, we already went through almost a third world war. Then we got the pandemic, then we got the asteroid, then uh, someone saw uh, UFO, so 
you got already pretty much through all of these things. So I think that getting on an airplane and go to Turkey, if you really want to do that, I mean, think about me. Like, I took a plane and I went to Mexico without knowing Spanish. I think that going to Turkey, I mean, in case of necessity, I'm just take another plane two hours and you're in Belgium. <laughs> thank you, thank you. No, that's that's amazing. I do. Uh, I I think if anything, it, this quarantine is teaching us to just go after it. I mean, we're we're getting freaking hit here in New York. You know, like it's where it's horrible in this area. But I, I can't wait for the borders to open because then I'm gone. <laughs> I'm yes, gonna... people are never gonna see me again. Like, yeah, you never see me again. That's me. <laughs> that's why we're working on the cafe so that like that we can probably go and be wanderers forever gypsies and that, but that's the best way to live i think just like learning different cultures and embracing and just going you know it's that's yeah i i don't think that we're meant to work all of our life and then just retire after you're old and can't do anything no like i had to reinvent myself because after we finished modeling and i was started also dj it's always my passion because Of course, I work daily as a music reviewer, you know, but, uh, you know, living in clubs, live on top of the thing that I lost part of my audition on one side. So I have a hard hearing on this side. So I'm always like, eh, eh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stressful, like to be a DJ and uh, of course, eight years of my life I had all my birthday Christmas New Year's Eve in clubs that's it Easter aim one festivity and I did it like in some club somewhere so at one point I was like okay I did what I did I got listed into the top DJs also in a book that can prove my it's called uh, Lady J and it's from the author, uh, it's a music journalist and his name is Ricardo Sada and he listed me there when I was probably 22, 23 so like I did my way as a DJ so whenever I want to come back that I got unstressed from the clubs I can always go back in any case I already have a story that has like you know proof who yeah. I am so I don't have to start from zero from scratch and I did my experience in Mexico, which I am extremely grateful for. And to be honest, I miss Mexico a lot. I, that movie director was right. I became more Mexican than the Mexican somehow. And indeed, uh, I found a friend here in Belgium and she's from Mexico City. How funny is that? And she lives like 500 meters from my house. Like <laughs> we met because Uh, we're both subscribed to a group called Me Mexicanos in Belgica and I say, I'm sorry, I know that I'm Italian, but please adopt me, I'm desperate. So, <laughs> so they had to adopt me and they left me, they, they, they leave me like in the group. She said that she was from Herentals and I say, oh, cool, from Herentals. And then we started chatting and I say, but Herentals where? And she say, Northern Bay. say, I live in Northern Bay. So basically, we're just one here, and then there is the, the church, and she's living on the other side. That's so funny. We just probably never, like, crossed paths. Also because, like, being a blogger, I'm uh, mostly, like, going around taking photos from the products or writing on the computer, so it's not like I'm 
if I'm not working for the motocross things, I'm more like to stay home or to go uh, for a stride on my bike. I just bought recently a beach cruiser. I don't know why, because we live in the country, but it's a beach cruiser. And uh, the bike is heavy as hell. And here it's full of fridges, so I'm actually growing some muscles <laughs> in my... Yeah, I'm pretty sure then I, I, like, that's the best gym that's I ever crazy. had. crazy. No, you know, it's just show how one decision, you know, again, me, so scared to go to Turkey. However, one decision for you to just go to Mexico completely changed your life. I mean, and it, from A to Z, you went from being, you know, single, moving into a new country, leaving, deciding to leave your father's house, to going to Mexico, starting your career and completely changing your life and, you know, from being in Telemundo, movies, you went from that and then now you have your significant other, now you're in Belgium, like, it's just like, your life did a, a, a 360 over one decision that you made. Yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, sometimes we're very scared of, you know, taking the first step. Sometimes people think that, you know, making a decision, like, you have to make a thousand steps of running, but it's not about that. It's taking one step at a time. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, don't do everything one time. Like, it's like, you know, we were talking about the bicycle. Like, it's like me the first day with the damn bridge that is between me and the center of the town. Like, the first day I had to step off and push the bike all the way up because I was like, I'm dying. Like, I couldn't for my life. And then another time I did a little bit without, you know, having to step up. And then I arrived to the half of it and then I did it. And today I did it all and I come back and I did from one side to the other side. And it's all about taking the first step. And uh, unfortunately, this is something that scares a lot of people. But I had a guy today that he submitted a record and it's a very beautiful record. And he sent it to me on uh, Submit Hub, which is the platform I work with. And he say, I take the big leap because this is my first production, but it took me more to click and submit it to the label. And I say, I'm, I'm thankful that you did it because it's a beautiful track. You know, what if this guy tomorrow is going to be on the top of the chart with his record? We don't know. Like, you have to try in life. You can't just stay in your room thinking what could be if in your case if i go to turkey what could be if i accept that date what could be if a creepy bicycle world champion contacts me on facebook and say that he's gonna leave everything <laughs> to come and date me and uh, what if i open in that moment facebook and i see that there are four gray kitties that looks a lot like Kawa and the guy say that unfortunately if no one's gonna take them they're gonna sacrifice them and now I have mini mini that took away a lot of my nights sleepless nights because I had to give her like you know food for kittens milk and everything sometimes it's just overcoming the fear of doing the first step this is something that scares a lot it scares also me I don't think that Last year when I was at the MXGPA and I, how many shows with Monster Energy I did in my life and I was like, with the microphone, I got it. After three years of announcing 
the same sport over and over again. And I know that I am a, I was a starter probably of the female announcing uh, freestyle motocross. And uh, no, I'm pretty sure because the Italians went right after me, right? <laughs> in Tijuana in 2016 in Xpilot. So Gerardo Salman, who's the owner of Xpilot, he's a very girl power man. Also Tito Favela, they are like my family. And, you know, I was scared because I was like, okay, this is Indonesia. I already been there, but this is the world championship. And this is in English. And there are like all the emperors and, you know, big, big, big personalities of Indonesia right behind me. So, and I got worldwide like cameras on my face. It was scary, but I had to do it because nowadays I have a curriculum that, you know, I don't even need to introduce myself anymore in freestyle motocross. I arrived and it changed a lot since 2011 when I proposed to the Italians to be their announcer and they said no to 2020 when I arrived and I am the official voice of Monster Energy and the MXGP that different. I don't need to introduce myself anymore on that. As a blogger, yes, but the <laughs> you know, there are so many bloggers nowadays and I don't use my my name, like my my website is thewanderingcloud.blog, so I know it could be anyone, but yeah, people know that it's me because there are photos of me trying the products. Yeah, I love your website, by the way. I started, I started looking into the classes that you, you're taking, the courses. I was like, oh, I need to take some of these classes for like um, great. graphic design or things like that. Well, also because like, we're quarantined, so uh, we have time not, to do this right? kind of thing. See, that is one thing. I saw a lot of it through social media where it's like, oh, take this time to relax. We're under a pandemic. But also, if you take this time to really like elevate yourself, you know, learn something, yeah. um, just do something that you've never done before, you don't know where it's going to take you. I mean, look at this. I I got to be honest with you. I've said this in the, up, the previous episodes. I don't know how I came across um, the website for the collaborations. I just it just showed up for me, you know, and I signed up and I was like, okay, I need to create a collaboration. So the profile is complete. Okay. And then it has opened the doors to speak to so many women, you know, you being one of them. And it is amazing. It has been amazing to just take that leap. So with that being said, what is it for you? What, what is it that makes you take that leap all the time and just be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not missing this opportunity. Like, what is it that pushes you? What motivates you? Literally, like, uh, that's what I think mainly, like, <laughs> just fuck it. Okay, oh, just go. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought when I wanted to do the backflip. And then when I was in front of the ramp, I was already, why I'm doing this? <laughs> it's too late yeah, now. I was under my helmet. And I was like, oh, it's too late now. But why I'm doing this? Like, I'm not getting even paid for to do this. But I was like, I want to do it. So I think that I got... In my case, due to my conditions, I've been so under a glass bell for so much time in my life with an overprotective family. And, you know, I was back in my childhood, I was uh, the only child. Then my brothers arrived when I was already 15 and then 18. So they are way much younger than me and overprotective dad and my mother that was what it is and my grandma was very very military like you know printed like she was very hard and for example i was four years old i wasn't allowed to cry 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> try you go in your dark bedroom with light off. So the regime wasn't my family so um I got in a family like that and um on one point I'm happy that I did because they gave me uh, stability and uh, the chance to be structured but on the other side I was so overprotected and then my condition and I was like I'm tired of having to live on the expectation of someone else like in my case of my family I was desperate to hear my dad saying I'm proud of you and the more I was trying the more I was failing I was like fuck this I'm gonna start living for myself and uh, I started doing and then one day he told me I'm proud of you and you know for what for a stunt event that I did he saw me doing uh, my tricks in the Autodromo uh, Hermanos Rodriguez in Mexico City which is the main autodrome in Mexico the one from the Formula One and people were doing the standing ovation when I was passing and my dad was proud of me in that moment so I was like it took all of my life doing things that he didn't want me to do to obtain that I'm proud of you and I cried I cried because that was it like from that moment on I started having a real relationship with my dad where I was not anymore afraid of showing who I am for real but uh, I was myself and it felt good because for years as I was saying I was using the masking to fit at home at a high school and it was exhausting literally for people with the autistic spectrum is exhausting masking like because you have to you know literally like you, you remember Dito the small Pokemon the, the one that was basically shaping himself as the Pokemon that was Th- yeah. that that's that's how it works and it was exhausting for me in the teenage years and then i just decided to be myself and that's when my dad started appreciating me and seeing me for who i am and understand that okay maybe i was not going to be not maybe i was not going to be a lawyer as he wanted but i was going to be a sponsor athlete you know in with uh, stunt bikes and I made it and now he see me like being happy with a boyfriend who's a also a world uh, champion and he's a, an adorable guy and a man who truly loves me and you know that I met him because of my job with motorsports so sometimes one decision can change your life forever but in a good way sometimes we have you know in Mexico they say people are going to be tired they're like they're going to start talking spanish at the end of this podcast but <laughs> they say cuando te toca aunque que te quites so when it it is for you even if you move out it's going to fall for you so when it's your moments like life is able to give us chances every day and every day we have to have we have to be able to open our eyes and our minds and our hearts we have really to take the small step and you know maybe I never went out with a bike in my life okay because like my dad said that Milano was dangerous and the Mexico City is like no you don't go with a bicycle in Mexico City because 
you're not mostly not gonna make it home. It's very dangerous there. They don't have like you know street tracks. Yeah, strict like. But now I was like, I want, I wanted a bicycle like for all of my life. I what kind of bicycle? I got back like when I was living in Los Angeles that I was seeing all these cool girls like going with their beach cruiser like in uh, in Venice Beach and I was like fuck this I'm, I'm gonna go get myself a beach cruiser and I don't care if we're living in the countryside I'm gonna be randomly with and I got the most boldest one like it has little parted seats and uh, Hawaiian flowers and it's black with blue and uh, pink flowers so it's really like you, you can mistake the back <laughs> someone else like it's either me or it's me and I got myself and now I'm happy like I'm doing exercise and I'm going out but what if I one day this is gonna let me to I don't know to have some collaboration you know mm-hmm. or meet a new friend You see also the Mexican girl that lives uh, nearby, like she also has a bike and before she was, oh, let's go out with a bike. I was like, I don't have a bike. I don't go on the street with the bikes. And then I was like, okay, I have to overcome this. Like the first day was a little bit scary because I was like, they're gonna run over me. But then I was okay. Now I just go out and then I'm all happy in the morning. I wake up and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go biking I'm gonna go cycling and then works comes up and you're like nope you're not gonna go anywhere say <laughs> my blog yeah so that's my advice like when uh, when a chance comes up sometimes it's not always comes in a form or you know this is your chance it doesn't come with the title displayed we have to read between the lines and it's all not always easy that's why a lot of people lose their chances but being able to to try even for once to do something that go goes out of our ordinary routine that's what can change your life and say it from me on the autistic spectrum that's huge because we have a routine that is very strict like every night i do the same things every morning i do the same things and if i don't have the same coffee i can get very upset <laughs> But still, you see that, like, I try to overcome all of this because we have only one life and life, like, probably the, we're gonna have some 20 years old girls that say, yeah, but yeah, she's 34, like, that's far. No, sweetie, like, you don't know how it is, you just snap your fingers and bam, you're 34. That's true, that's true. I don't know where my last 14 years of my life went. Probably somewhere between Indonesia, Mexico, and Los Angeles, and New York. Your life. <laughs> and rescuing weird kittens. No, um, I really want to thank you for that because, um, one, I want to thank you for jumping on on the podcast. It's, it's like I said before, it's crazy that I was able to meet you. You know, like you said, you know, taking that taking that opportunity and just going right. I had no intention of doing the podcast. I did not want to do a podcast. Um, at first, I was like, whatever. Like, everybody said to me, you should do a podcast. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, okay. And then January comes and I'm sitting on my sofa with nothing to do, looking for jobs, nothing sticking. I'm like, let me just do a podcast. Like, let me just do it, right? That's right. And 
look look where it's at now you know um again it's still a baby it's growing it's like i'm nurturing it right now but um that in a couple of years i'm gonna see you in the spot of ellen the generous hey who knows <laughs> but Please, remember of your dear friend barbara but of course never would i ever forget <laughs> gonna be here in my countryside with my cows and my goats and my Oh, I'll, I'll visit you. I say it all the time. I'm like, I want a farm. That's part of the reason why I want to move to Turkey. I went to Turkey last May. Fell in love with Turkey. Love the country. I'm like, I want a farm. I want pigs. I want chickens. I want cows. I want it all. I'll send you some. We have <laughs> there and older nine on the other side. <laughs> I, I, I just want to, and I, I need to have a horse. I want a horse. Here is full of horses, like every size, Shetlands, <laughs> regular size. So um, it's true. You never know where life is going to take you. So I do want to thank you for taking that time out of your day. I know that you're like, it's much later where you're at. So I really do appreciate it. You are a badass woman. You know, you have so much to share and your story is inspiring. I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm like, all right, I'm booking my flight. I am going to share your blog. It is one that you guys, if you're listening, you need to go see her blog. She has so much information on there. Um, it's it's just, it's amazing. I was like, I was getting lost within her website of just clicking and clicking and clicking. And one at one point I'm here, at one point I'm there and everything is just like, it's great content you need to follow her she is amazing she you know she is a woman to look up to she has breaking the mold um she has dominated a um a men um industry if you want to put it that way and even with getting doors and this is the one thing we always stop at a no and we just we're, we're like we get so discouraged when we hear a no and you know that no left her going to something much more amazing and then she was able to be the one to say no my best friend like she's a singer and in italy she has an amazing voice her name is, her name is naya kria and uh, she left italy the same year that i left it and she went to dubai i was in mexico she was in dubai there not only she met the man who's gonna be her husband in few months but she also became a super international singer wow like she she just released her records and in italy she couldn't do anything because there were she wasn't good enough for people you know that's what that's the problem that a lot of times you get discouraged because for some people you're not good enough but those people are not the world like we are millions of people so you know if someone tells you you're not good enough for me okay i'm not good enough for you i'm gonna go somewhere else where i'm gonna be good enough and even more and another advice is that girls always love yourself put yourself first because a lot of girls that uh, write to me on social media they come from really painful situations and as i say i wanted to talk about my past relationship not because i have some i don't care about it. i don't even know if it keeps on breathing like i don't know where he is i don't care <laughs> but I wanted to tell a story to these girls who are stuck with a man that is not fulfilling their dreams, you know? I mean, life is too short for having to deal with an asshole, like, why do we have to get stuck with someone? Like, 
he doesn't value he doesn't give you the right spot leave walk away you can do that girl you can do and this is also for men like if you have a woman that doesn't give you the right spot just walk away stop believing the I'm doing that for the kids that doesn't exist I'm insecure that doesn't exist okay it's gonna hurt it's gonna be painful for maybe a few days or months but then you're gonna raise and you're gonna be stronger and you know my dad always say that when a door close closes like a gate is gonna open so maybe you lost a small door but then you're gonna get a whole gate open on a beautiful garden which is the one that I'm living now with my actual partner imagine if back then I would have just slammed ham slices on my eyes and decided to get stuck in a like in a relationship that was sick and toxic but not for me it was from the other side like I would be there like with this guy never getting what I wanted that was like living with my partner and creating something and now I'm here in Belgium with him with his family who loves me who respect me and we have animals and uh, he he's building literally something with me because we're working every day hand in hand to renew the place and we travel the world together and we go here and there and we go to Indonesia we go to Tijuana so life is beautiful like life is too beautiful to be spent with someone who don't evaluate your presence that's something that took me a lot of years to understand I was the kind of person who was begging for love and affection in the past but because I was freaking out for the media images that want us to be already you know married at 25 and having children at uh, 27 when is time will come we will come doesn't matter like I'm sorry for I still don't have kids I have two cats that are like two psycho things there that love me and in the meanwhile that my biological clock will do its job I'm happy like you don't need to follow the rules imposed by yeah other people like it's your life it's your rhythm it's your existence so you have to be free to decide for yourself and a lot of people oh but you don't still have kids they say yeah, I have two they're fluffy and gray and and they knew like okay then now we're gonna upset a lot of the moms as she's comparing kids to cats no no listen I have a daughter and I have a dog and I'll tell you this they are like my daughter obviously is my baby but my dog is like I'm like that's my baby like I yeah can't of course her without her either you know they're your baby yeah. always said your animals are your babies now we grow them up and we feed them and yeah. we literally clean their shit everything literally <laughs> literally <laughs> they they become they become family but you know um, I love that you say that when one door opens a gate opens you know uh, I'm sorry when one door closes a gate opens and I think that we need to look at that and I I leave I feel like Imagine though, how many girls are crying desperately because the the little door facing a dusty full of spider webs room is rejecting them and right there on their right on their left on their back wherever they want to look at there is a beautiful golden gate 
waiting for them with all that they always wanted in their life. Like, girls, stop, stop doing the nurses. Like, men don't need a nurse. Like, you are a queen and you need to be treated like a queen. That's right. You have to love yourself more than you love anyone else and put yourself first. And then I feel like until you learn to love yourself as a woman and, and who you are, you're never going to have someone that's going to cherish and love you the way that you want to be loved because you don't even know what it is that you want. You're looking yeah, for... Yeah, most of the time, uh, people are, you know, well, they're not happy with the situation they're in because yes. they love someone in a way and they expect the other person to love them in exactly the same way but that's not possible because we are different human beings and uh, you have to find a balance literally yeah the other person is going to show you love in another way and uh, unfortunately and this is the truth of life not all the people that you're going to love are going to love you back and this comes also for friends i had to let go friendships with girls that I've been there for them for years and I've been there through thick and thick and thin and you know I did a lot for them and I was considering them among my besties but for them it was not like that. But um, again I want to thank you so much for coming on. This is not going to be the last time. You have such an amazing personality, so much to share. One day I'm going to fly to Belgium and meet you in person when all of this crap is visit my wonderful Harry Potter mansion. Yes, <laughs> go into the secret rooms. Um, the secret rooms. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for jumping on. Everyone, um, you guys need to follow her. I will link down her um, website, her blog, and her Instagram. And get to know her. I mean, you guys already heard most of her story here, but I know that she probably has a thousand and one more stories to share because, you know, she's just that much of a badass. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, and you heard it from her. If you guys are feeling like you need a change and you guys you just go after your dreams, don't hold on to it. Just do it. Don't, don't allow, and, and don't allow a no to discourage you. So thank you so much, Barbara. It was amazing having you on. Also because we're not rocks. Exactly. We're not trees, so we can move. And if you're not happy in a spot or in a place, just move. Exactly. So thank you. Thank you again for coming on and spending some time with me. I really, truly appreciate it. Okay, so my stand-up stand -up comedy show is done. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>